2022 end of regular season awards. We're giving out some game balls here. The gamies, the lockies. I don't know what we're going to call them. Coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always and our very special guest on this Wednesday episode, Winky Wednesday, Nicholas Winkler joining us once again. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. Nicholas Winkler, come on! Yeah. Action News 8 Sports with Nick Winkler. Winkler over here on his phone. His power's out. Uh, I hope your phone doesn't die on you with no power there in Monterey. I'm a little further up north. Crazy hailstorm. Some of the loudest thunderclaps I've ever heard today. And then, I don't know if you can tell by this beautiful glow if you're watching this on YouTube, but the sun just popped out over here. So actually, the weather all of a sudden turned great, uh, even though it was crazy thunderstorms earlier. Croc is not home either croc is uh where are you croc you're in orlando florida i believe for today's episode i am in orlando florida i train an athlete jeremy lucin uh he is a cornerback at vanderbilt but he's playing in the hula bowl so i you know mm-hmm. i went to the practice and um just walked on the field didn't check with anyone <laughs> with my credentials <laughs> and i'm right there on the sideline next to all the the agents and all the the scouts and the chargers and the cowboys and raiders and i didn't see I did not see 49ers represented out there, but maybe they were on the other field. But, mm. um, yeah, I'm right there with them. They're probably like, who is this guy? I don't know. I'm, I'm here, though. So I mean, The it, Niners it good. be at the Hula Bowl. It's not like they have any top 100 picks for guys that are going to draft there at the Hula Bowl or these <laughs> underclassmen that are declaring right now. Uh, right. But the Niners are still in it, and they're playing a little bit more serious game than the Hula Bowl coming up here this weekend, Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks and hopefully continuing on into the divisional round and into the NFC Championship and hopefully mm. the Super Bowl as well. What a season it has been for the San Francisco 49ers, man. What a ride. And today we're going to give out some of our awards. Uh, as we do every game and every week we give out game balls, this time for some year-long game balls here. And I thought we'd just kind of go around and, and draft our players that we want to give props to that we want to give our game balls to whatever kind of award you want to make it that you're giving a player a game ball for uh, we can do that and once a player is taken nobody else can uh, can give that player a game ball um and since i currently have the microphone uh, i'm gonna start and uh, i'm not gonna let the away team go first i'm gonna go first guys and i'm gonna give my first game ball for the 2022 season to christian mccaffrey everyone calls me a a Christian uh, this dude has been even better than I expected. He's so fun to watch. I love the demeanor that Christian McCaffrey has brought to the 49ers, and he's been as impactful as you could have hoped he could have been. Knock on wood that he stays healthy for the rest of the year and into future seasons, but the way he's playing right now uh, is so much fun, and I don't know if the trade will end up being worth it 
obviously they traded future stuff for now stuff. And right now the now stuff they got is Christian McCaffrey. He's been so fun to watch. And uh, a lot of people listen to this show and, and try to get me to take L's on saying don't ever trade for running backs and don't ever spend any resources on running backs. Hey, look, that third round pick that the 49ers finally do have at pick 102 or whatever it's going to be in the draft. I think now that probably won't be a running back this year. Thankfully, because they've got Elijah Mitchell and they've got uh, Christian McCaffrey. So uh, Christian McCaffrey is just just the way he's the way he plays, the way he goes about his business, the way every single yard and every play seems to matter to him. Uh, I really I really like that about Christian McCaffrey. And he's even been better than I expected he would be. And I love the way Kyle Shanahan has utilized Christian McCaffrey. Um, And so I want to give the first game ball to Christian McCaffrey for the 2022 season. I wasn't expecting that. And a lot of fans have wanted to hear you say something along the lines of that. You still won't <laughs> declare a W uh, in the sense of the trade. And I think people have to, they have to, like, guys, take your fan goggles off for just a second and understand where he's coming from, from more of a, a, a front office approach in the sense of running backs, typically, they don't matter. Like, typically, running backs, you can get a guy that is productive. We watched the 49ers last season with undrafted guys or a six-round running back in Elijah Mitchell go to the NFC Championship game. And I did not think that the 49ers lost that game because of who was that running back. So when you look at it from that standpoint, it makes sense. Now, if you say, you know what, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey, he gives you a little bit more. Then it's like, man, I understand, but does he give you enough more? And this was my question, right? Because you were just like, you don't trade for running backs. My thing was, what does he have to do for it to work, like for it to be right. worth it? And they gave up a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, a next year fifth round pick, like, and twelve million dollars, you know, over the next two years, uh, you know, on top of that, like that is a lot for a running back. And if you look around the league, a lot of the running backs that are 26, 27, 28, they fall off, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden they are a shell of themselves. So they, there, a lot of fans they they want to take the I need to stop talking to fans, but they want to take the victory lap because he has been good. Peacock never said that he wasn't good. Peacock Peacock has always acknowledged that he was legit. It was always about how much does it move the needle in a sense from one guy to the next. And you won't know that unless you go to the Super Bowl. Because, again, last year they were in the NFC Championship game with Elijah Mitchell, with whoever the hell else they had at running back. And you didn't need a Christian McCaffrey to get there. So we'll see how it plays out. I agree with Peacock in the sense of it won't be a win unless you win the Super Bowl. And aside from that, we've seen the 49ers get here with you had them Raheem Mostert run for 1,000 yards in the NFC Championship game. You didn't need Christian McCaffrey to do that. But I agree in the sense of with the fans on the impact that we've seen and I think how they've utilized them. It has been extremely fun to watch. I've loved yeah. it. And I think he's been very impressive. And I, I think it – when you see how he plays, it was a good trade in the sense of whatever they wanted him to be. I think he's been that. And from that standpoint, that's a that's a positive trade. Because yeah, would you rather have that trade or a guy like you know you, they, you you go and pay Ezekiel Elliott, and then now Ezekiel Elliott looks like a shell of whatever Ezekiel Elliott was over the first few years of his career, which was a top three running back in the NFL. And yeah. and that's what you that's the gamble when going out and getting these running backs that start to get a little bit older, which for running backs is 27, 26 and up. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think the 49ers go on a 10-game heater, right, if they don't have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you lose Debo Samuel in there, and all of a sudden it's like, just get the ball to McCaffrey. I don't care where. You know, get it get it to him in the flat. Get him to him on the outside. Give it to him inside. You know, run the jet sweeps with him. Like, Christian McCaffrey's been amazing. That's a great pick. But I think the number one game ball in this entire season for the 49ers is going to go to the future defensive player of the year. We're talking about Nick Bosa. I mean, 18 and a half sacks. Countless pressures, countless double teams where he's opened up other guys. Like, he has been a beast all season long. I think the guy should get some MVP votes just for what he's done for this football team, for everybody else, for everybody around him. He makes them better. And he's a leader, and, and he's fantastic. And, and the guy's just amazing. And hopefully we see, you know, some more sacks this weekend against Geno Smith. Can't believe it. No, I love it. Uh, Nick Bosa's been awesome. He, he's been the MVP of the 49ers, even above – Christian McCaffrey and even above, um, you know, any name your quarterback that's played for the 49ers this year, season long game, game in, game out more than Trent Williams, more than uh, Debo, more than George Kittle, uh, more than Fred Warner. Even uh, he's been more important than everybody all season long for the 49ers. 18 and a half sacks leads the league. And yeah, he's going to be defensive player of the year. He's, he's been awesome. And he's going to make a whole bunch of money for it. This mm-hmm. is I'm, I'm disappointed in both of y'all. <laughs> Because we didn't get the backs, or the, the the first game ball, and I thought Peacock was gonna say it, and I'm like, okay, he didn't say it, but I'm, I'm a, okay. I know I know Winky's gonna say it. How do you not give it to Kyle Shanahan? This, this is a team for two years in a row now. Last year, three and five, you go mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship game. This year, you're three and four, and every calling for his job. And this was like last year. I was on that train where it's like, ah, things are getting a little weird. They're not going to fire him because of the contract extension he just signed. But something has to change. He has to delegate things to other guys. Whatever it is, something has to change, though. When the 49ers are 3-4 and four this year, I was, like, I was like, they're fine. They got Kyle Shanahan. They're fine. <laughs> he, 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 he's going to figure it out. He's going to yeah. work it out. That's what he does. And this is a team that was – when you have other coaches – and they're coaching a team like that that's three and four, and you're dealing with these injuries, and you lost one quarterback, and you got to go to another guy who you kind of ostracized and kept him out there, and he wasn't playing him, and then or in preseason, and all of a sudden he has to be a starting quarterback, and then he gets hurt, and and then you bring in a Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and the way that he has been able to keep this together and keep all his players engaged. I have been on bad teams. I know what it looks like. I know what happens. They don't just, just that that preparation. Starts to kind of tail off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Each week, each loss starts to, uh, and you start to go and do things that you probably wouldn't do if you were on a winning team. And he does an amazing job of keeping everyone together. Everyone stays on par with what the goal is. Nobody, t- you don't hear anything bad. You don't hear any, I just watched, um, uh, it, was a, it was a video from Al, uh, Alan Lazar, the receiver from the Green Bay Packers. And they asked him about, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and they were like, "Oh, you know, does you know does Aaron Rodgers come back next year?" And he's like, and he starts cussing. And he's like, "I don't give a damn what he does." You know, he's like, "I can't worry about him." And you, you don't hear those things come out of the Forty Nineers locker room. Everything is love. Right. Everything is support. Yeah. And I think that starts at the top. Whether it's and and I can lump uh, John Lynch into this as well because of the players that he's gotten. But those guys right there are solely responsible for the success that the 49ers have had and what it looks like and the confidence that I have in this team to know that regardless of what's going on, they are going to be 
really good and they're going to be mm. competitive and even when they were bad they were competitive and now when they're good they're always they're just i'm disappointed about the that should have been 100 the first game ball given to to uh, in here be careful croc they'll be stealing multiple game balls at a time either you gave one to Kyle i'm sorry Shanahan. okay i, 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 I picked kyle i i picked kyle my bad <laughs> you guys, you guys, no, that's a good pick that's a good pick we got more picks to come here game balls for the 2022 season on today's edition of locked on 49ers but first i gotta let the folks out there know about our newest sponsor because yeah it's a new year that means it's almost tax season so go to turbo tax and how about this don't do your taxes let somebody else do it for you meet with an expert who will do those taxes for you at turbo tax turbo tax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes show your eyes things that are not taxes grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset hope not tax sleeps through the night you get the idea do not do your taxes let an expert do them for you with TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can relax feels good to be done with your taxes doesn't it come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes visit turbotax.com to learn more into it TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Really geeked out about our uh, friends here at Ultimate Football GM. Today's sponsor of Locked On 49ers. You can get a 100% boost as well uh, at uh, uh, with promo code locked on at Ultimate Football GM. Ultimate Football GM, the video game. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, well, your dream can come true now. And this is definitely the game for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for everything hiring the right coaches, firing coaches, and coordinators, as we're seeing the NFL teams do and, and, and GMs doing. This week on uh, just finished up Black Monday, seeing so many coaches get fired around the league. You can do the same and make sure you get the right guy in charge of your franchise to turn things around. All this in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. Create that dynasty for the next 25 seasons. And Locked On 49ers listeners get that 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On, all caps, one word, Locked On. Make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. I like that you went to the top of the franchise, Croc, with your last game ball. And, um, and I thought you were going to steal my guy there because you started to lump John Lynch into it. And when you start mm-hmm. talking about Kyle Shanahan, I think you got to talk about John Lynch as well. And so that was my next game ball was for 49ers GM John Lynch. And uh, the, the scouting department, the front office has done a, such an awesome job putting this team together. And it starts to get difficult to – like there's so many game ball worthy players and coaches and – uh, front office people on the on the San Francisco 49ers in the 2022 season. And it's almost hard to decide. It's like, okay, does Kyle Shanahan get credit for the 10-game win streak? Or do you point to Christian McCaffrey? Or do you point to Brock Purdy? Or do you point to the guy who drafted Brock Purdy? Is that more on 
is the third string quarterback being great on Shanahan or is it on John Lynch? You know what I mean? So like who even gets credit for all this stuff? And you know, what's wild Croc mentioning the, the 10 game win streak. I mean, this is not at all different from what the 49ers did last year. It, it wasn't a 10 game win streak, but they went what eight and two down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You're right. Started bad. People got to get fired. It's the worst thing ever. All of a sudden, boom, you're hot going into the playoffs and a banged up Jimmy Garoppolo still gets you to the NFC championship game. And I think this team is better. And we saw that be a couple teams, a couple games better. And, and, and I think the best part of having Christian McCaffrey was probably navigating those couple of games when you don't have both Debo and Elijah Mitchell at the same time. And I think that was really big. And, um, so John Lynch made that trade. John Lynch is going all in for it now. You know, going to pay that for future seasons uh, with draft picks, and, and we'll see how that goes with the 49ers building rosters in the future. But right now, this team this year, John Lynch has the team in a great spot, and he deserves probably as much credit uh, as Kyle Shanahan, you know, for for picking the roster that has gotten Kyle Shanahan those 10 straight wins and into the playoffs. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. I mean, John Lynch has been fantastic. He was right here on my list, right near the top, because he went out and got it, right? Oh, we need something. Go get it. Let's go. Let's make this run. And, you know, probably at the same time, you guys talked about it a lot last year. Somebody's got to get fired this early this season. Somebody's got to get fired. So they got to make these moves, right? And it seems like he, you know, pulled all the right strings and things look good. And, you know, one string he didn't have to pull because, you know, he drafted him quite a quite a ways back. And, uh he led this defense yet again. You know, I talked about Nick Bosa earlier. I'm going to stay on that side because Fred Warner played every single game this year. He's out there. He's your leader. He's he's great in pass defense. He's great rushing the quarterback. He's great tackling anybody who makes it through the line. And, and if you compare things up, too, do you, I'm going to put Dre Greenlaw in there, too, because that, those, that middle no. linebacker duo, they, they're getting talked about as they're right up there with the best two, right, in, in franchise history. They're talking about them with – with Willis and Bowman, they're saying they're right up there with those guys. And and it's hard to argue that when you look at the numbers they put up. It's been fantastic. If you're just going to make me pick one, obviously I'm going to pick Fred Warner because he's been out there all, all season. He's been healthy. He's been the leader of that defense, and, uh, and, and it's been a great year for Fred. You know, uh, off, piggybacking off that real quick, Wink, and talking about guys like Fred Warner and Brock Purdy and, and how this team has navigated through – like the – Right now, we haven't seen it yet. I have no idea what Trey Lance is going to be. But the 49ers lit three first-round picks on fire, right, so mm-hmm. far. like they have, they have not gotten a payback from any of those. One of them they wouldn't have been able to use yet because it's in the upcoming draft that they gave away for uh, the right to draft Trey Lance. They haven't really gotten anything out of Trey Lance yet. Um, they traded a lot of picks for Christian McCaffrey, obviously. you know uh, They've spent a lot of money on a lot of players. But even with all of those picks spent and some of them – have not been able to be utilized yet, right? They still have such an amazing roster top to bottom. And so much of it is because they found guys like Fred Warner after, you know, the first couple of rounds. And that has been really, really the, the soul, the heart and soul of the, the 49ers team has been the players that weren't drafted high that, that made good. And so, uh, you know, Fred Warner is definitely one of those. So it kind of goes back to the John Lynch thing and and Fred Warner. And it's, it's been really cool to see all those types of players that the 49ers have brought in really make up the the important part of the roster, even though there's some, you know, high draft picks like Nick Bosa. They got a game ball here that are that are pretty darn good and pretty darn important as well. You know, I, I like that you gave the game ball to John Lynch. I gave one to Kyle Shanahan, but you talk about kind of lighting those first round draft picks on fire and a lot of people when you it and we don't know right we don't, about Trey Lance we'll, we'll right. find out so far they have let's say it. let's say hypothetically speaking you you whiffed what well, we haven't seen 
the repercussions of it. And I don't think we ever will. Because you're talking about the first year where he didn't play at all. You went to the NFC Championship game. This year, he didn't play at all. Well, he played a game in like 10 snaps. And you are, right now on some people's boards, the number one team in the NFL. So you'll never really feel the loss of using those guys. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to the front office. Uh, I'm going to, I guess, kind of take the easy way out once again. And once again, you guys, you guys talk about all these different people. So the people that are in charge of this whole thing, D'Amico Ryan's, you have to give him a game ball. Again, wow. we, we, we talk about this year, but I have to go back to last year because I'm, I've seen, I'm seeing a trend. I'm seeing consistency here. Last year, I mean, who was this guy's secondary? Like, who are those guys? Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, you had a top five defense, and you made it work for the most part. And I think even then, most people, the, the, the 49ers in the NFC Championship game against the Rams held the Rams to their lowest point total of the playoffs with whoever the hell they had out there in the secondary. And then you go into this year, and it's kind of the elephant in the room, but I'm going to mention it. And other people, maybe people haven't thought about it. I think the defensive line is overrated. I think that a lot of it rides with Nick Bosa. And the, that D-line goes as Nick Bosa goes. And when he's cooking, it's cooking because he's cooking. When he's not cooking, you might get a, I mean, you're going to get a sack here and there. They, these are NFL guys. But if you look at just from a production standpoint, it's not like the other teams around the league that are getting uh, double. Look at the Dallas Cowboys D-line. They have like a bunch of guys, like four guys with eight-plus sacks. How many eight-plus sack guys do the 49ers have? Maybe one? Nick Bosa? Yeah. I mean, so it it's somewhat not somewhat. The defensive line is overrated. It rides with Nick Bosa, but he's so good that it masks a big deficiency a, a, along that line. But who continues to put this team in position to where, regardless of what they're missing or where they're lacking at, is Ryan's. He did it last year, and he's doing it again. This was one of the most historically good defenses the 49ers have had. And it's not star-studded. We talked about it during the year, Peacock and I. We talked about how, you know, we compared it to the 2011, 2012, like, kind of like that era. And statistically, you can compare it to that era, which is crazy because it's a different era. Right now, it's, it's as wide open of an NFL as it's been. It's as hard as it's ever been to play defense. And even then, you can, you can stack it up to those teams and those defenses. But when you look at player for player, those teams are better. And it's almost like a clean sweep down there. You might take Traverius Ward over the corners. But that's about, I mean, down there it. So that's, to me, that it starts with D'Amico Ryans and what he has done and what he means to his team and, and the positions that he's continued to put these guys in somehow to win. And one more thing real quick. I was watching that practice today at the Hula Bowl in Orlando. And, you know, um, I trained the kid, and, you know, his dad's next to me, and he's asking, like, you know, you know, what are you looking for? And I'm like, man, well, the 49ers, it's, it's more so about they find something that somebody does extremely well, and they put that guy in position to do that and do that well. And if you do that, then it can contribute to a team a certain way. And they put that guy in position to win. And D'Amico Ryan does that over and over and over with guys that – probably shouldn't be playing as well or shouldn't be as shouldn't be contributing as much to a winning team as they are like a Diamador Lenore but 
he figures it out, and they get it done. So I got to go D'Amico Ryan's with the game ball. That was a long way of saying that. And that's why he's going to be a head coach at some mm-hmm. point, probably in this month of January for some other NFL team. Uh, we got more game balls. And actually, Croc, uh, I- I'm going to go off script and go in a different direction with my next game ball uh, after hearing you speak just now. Uh, and it reminded me of mm. a guy who deserves to to get a game ball with these 49ers next. I think I know. Let me guess before you say no, it. Well, go ahead. No, no, I will let you. Don't. Don't say anything yet. Wait, wait until uh, wait, wait, wait just a minute, and then you can have an opportunity to to guess. Daily fantasy made easy at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is not only easy; it is not only fun, but you can win yourself a little bit of scratch as well. Here's how it works: It's super easy. You can make entries in less than sixty seconds. You can make an entry in the time it takes me to uh, read this ad about Prize Picks. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections that are available at Prize Picks. Tons of NFL projections, of course, a ton this week upcoming for those wild card games. You've got NBA just about every single day. You've got golf. You've got college hoops, women's hoops, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, even disc golf, cricket. You name it, you can find projections at Prize Picks. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus those projections available. If they score more or less and you pick it right, up to two to five players, you can win 10 times your money. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Okay, Croc. You, you guess what my next game ball is going to be for the 49ers in 2022. Croc? Oh, you're muted there. Sorry, uh, yeah. Brian Greasy. Good one. I don't buy it. Nope. Oh. I'm going assistant coach, <laughs> but I'm going to the other side. I'm going Chris Kucerich. Ooh. Talk about that defensive line. It was like, you know what? You are right. Um, okay. and, and Nick Bosa's Nick Bosa. He's had his best season this year, by the way, under Chris Kucerich. But the energy he brings and the the ability he brings out of the rotation that's next to Nick Bosa is fantastic. And I think you're dead right about that, Croc. So I wanted to bring up Chris Kassirik and give him a game ball this year with how well he's done. And you're talking about T.Y. McGill stepping up. You know, the, the 49ers were without their first-round defensive tackles for a lot of the year in Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead. Javon Kinlaw pretty much the whole year. And they were getting production from Kevin Givens and uh, Abu Kam and just uh, – Omena, who after trading for him in the fifth rounder, he's been awesome, uh, lining up in uh, all kinds of different spots. So the production that Chris Kucerich gets out of that defensive line, and I think those two guys go hand in hand, and they've been so good together. And it's really nice to know that Chris Kucerich is probably going to stick around with the 49ers, even when D'Amico Ryans gets his head coaching job, just like Robert Sala before him. Next so. next defensive coordinator? Because a lot of people Maybe. are throwing out all these different names. Yeah. I don't think Kucerich wants it. That's kind of mm. what's awesome about Kucerich in a way. is like, look, make me the highest paid defensive line coach in the league. I don't want to call plays. I'm just going to coach up these dudes on the D-line. You know, he, he's not going to go 
uh, he, he's not going to go one and done like Tom Sula somewhere. He's going to stick where he should be on the defensive line, and, and he realizes that in himself. That That's the vibe I've gotten from reports about Chris Kacarek is that I think he's going to stick as just the best defensive line coach in the league. I like it. I like it a lot. Jordan Willis, too. Let's not forget about that name. He's been oh, huge. You know. Yeah, the list goes on. The rotation yeah. has been fantastic. Everyone steps up, and you never know which guy's going to be any given game. It's Bosa, mm-hmm. and Bosa and the gang, basically, on the defensive line. Yeah, you guys aren't going to let me do a game ball for a group of guys because I would just throw it right at the offensive line right now because obviously Trent Williams and who, you know, before the season started. And they've been they've been fantastic, especially that left side. So if I got to go just one guy, I, I, I got to give it to Brock Purdy. Like what the guy's done here in the second half of the season, Mr. Irrelevant, he was prepared. He beat out Sudfeld in the, in the preseason. Like he came in, he's got that swag. He's got that confidence that you want in your quarterback. And these guys believe it. I mean, maybe they're doing a little bit of hype to keep him, you know, motivated and to keep him believing it as well, but whatever it is, it's working. And Brock Purdy's led this team now to an NFC, you know, West champion or title. And, and now hopefully, you know, you can go lead to some playoff wins. So Brock Purdy getting a game ball from me. I'm actually surprised it's taken this long to get to a quarterback. And what's crazy, guys, is he still might. I mean, you, you could argue all these players. And Nick Bosa is the defensive player of the year for the NFL. And he's the MVP of the team this year. And the impact Christian McCaffrey's made, Debo, Kittle, all these guys. Mm-hmm. I think Brock Purdy's right now the most important player on the 49ers like if you could save one person from not getting hurt this week in practice and playing in the game this weekend Brock Brock Purdy's the most important guy right I'll take take Brock Purdy and Elijah Mitchell all day long over Christian McCaffrey and Josh Johnson starting that game you know what I mean hard to argue that Brock Purdy's that important last pick (laughs) in the stinking draft rookie seventh round quarterback is that important other teams are going to get ousted because they don't have their quarterback in Miami or maybe Baltimore not having their quarterback. And they've got to have guys like, uh, not Strevler. Who, who's the Miami guy? Uh, Skylar Thompson might be playing mm-hmm. quarterback in a playoff game, which means they have no chance for the 49ers. You're jumping for joy that Brock Purdy is your quarterback. It's insane. Do you think that Brock Purdy would change the way people evaluate quarterbacks because a big part of it is and you talked about it from uh, being the Mr. Irrelevant he's the first Mr. Irrelevant to complete a forward pass now maybe he's the first quarterback I don't know that's been Mr. Irrelevant but right overall you see the success that he's having and uh, you know regardless there are limitations in his skill set but he's understanding how to overcome those and I watched a guy last night um or uh Monday night excuse me by the name of Stetson Bennett and you watch Stetson Bennett and how he plays and how he moves and the things he does and how he makes play, uh, plays, and his, you know, the throws that he got, you know, makes and he's making the right decisions. And how do you not say, hey, you know, I wonder if this can be our version of Brock Purdy, right? A guy that just does everything right and has enough mobility to make some plays off script. And, you know, the underdog. So do you guys think that, that there's a potentially a, uh, a chance that people say, you know what, let's, uh, you know, we all – Maybe miss. I don't even want to say misevaluate. Maybe you, you evaluated Brock Purdy right, but undervalued some of the qualities that he have that, that helps you win. Uh, if you have the right guy to put him in position to win, and the right players. Now and that's the other part to it, right? Not like not everybody has George Kittle and you know, you know all these other guys and Kyle Shanahan. Sure. Not not everybody has that. But do you think that sometimes we'll look at it and say, you know what? Maybe we can put someone in a position like that and bid around him. 
Yeah, I think the Niners tried, right? I mean, I think that was kind of the C.J. Beathard idea back in the day, too. It's like, we got this guy who's well-seasoned. He's from a pro <laughs> offense in, in college, and he'll he'll fit right in. It's like, oh, they kind of missed on that. So I, I, I think you might be right. I think you might see more of these guys that have stayed in college a little bit longer that maybe a little bit more seasoned uh, get, getting some more opportunities in the NFL as opposed to these raw guys, right? It's really hard because you, some, you just can't ever know exactly what you're getting in the human element of the draft. And you never really know what someone's going to be like until you get them in. And even if you're watching the tape on Brock Purdy, Croc, uh, you talk to his um, – on your YouTube channel, you talk to his trainer. His right? trainer. Yeah, the, the guy that uh, prepared him for the draft. Right. So he added five miles per hour to his his fastball, essentially, which is unheard of. It for throwing a football like that's crazy so even the guy we're seeing when, now when he added five he, he did he did add some velocity to it he he basically kind of brought his velocity to average and it was like far below average with right. what he played as you know his last year in college so that makes mm -hmm. a big difference right because you go from being subpar to if you're if the the mentals are here and your preparation all that's way up here but you just don't have what it takes then you end up being you know a good backup in the nfl for a long time but if you bring that physical ability up and we've seen the quickness that he has in the pocket and some of those things and now it's like okay well he's kind of got average physical ability even though he's a little bit short um and then he's got everything else is off the charts that's a really good quarterback and so i think that does make a pretty big difference so i think even if you're watching the tape on a guy he's different we've learned that about aaron banks this year um you can't put a limit on what a guy can become and continue to get better. So that makes you excited about how much better even he could get from now, or maybe he's now capped out, but what he's already been has been pretty darn good. And I think it's just, you know, there's just some luck to it and you never know exactly who you're going to get in the draft, any player, any position all the way down. And the other thing is the, the league is so cyclical and everyone's chasing, you know, what the hot thing is. Remember uh, nobody knew what to do with Patrick Mahomes when he came out. It was like, well, he plays in the spread offers and he played at Texas tech. What are we going to do with that? He's throwing the ball sidearm and wean and underhand. Like that's not what quarterback plays in the NFL. That's not, we don't even know what to do with this guy. We're not even going to hardly look at him. You know? And then some teams like, wow, he's too talented. He's got a crazy arm. We got to draft him. You know? So some teams liked him. Some teams were like, eh, I, I don't know. And then you start seeing the Josh Allen's and the, the Patrick Mahomes and all these guys that are just super talented play better than the safer quarterbacks that have been in the draft and so people start chasing traits again and then what happens mm -hmm. then the other guys fall through the cracks and maybe someone like brock purdy would have got drafted a little higher more like a uh uh i don't know Cole mac jones Curry. yeah like well maybe not mac jones like maybe if he played for uh for alabama you know he probably would have won a, a lot more games you know um that's my thing with mike jones like mac, mac jones should have been a day to pit Based on like was, what don't he even was. get me started on Mac Jones. We don't have time today to talk about that. I'm so <laughs> I was like, dude is dude is a second round pick. He maybe a high second round pick. He is Andy Dalton. And then all of a sudden Niners trade up to three and like they're gonna take this guy number three. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And guess who was right, Croc, in the end about that. Hey, went through all that. We're like, what are you talking about? This dude's a second round. He doesn't guy. have enough weapons, even though they went out and tried to get him all these weapons. Um we have some more. Is it my turn? He's no Brock Purdy. He's no Brock Purdy. No, he is no Brock Purdy. Uh, but now, who knows? Now teams are going to start looking for the next uh, under under talented guy that's got everything <laughs> cerebrally, and they're going to miss there, and they're going to miss on the guy who's super talented physically. That you know, you see the Malik Willis does not look good, and uh, you see some other quarterbacks drafted high, and then you know, so I don't know. The league just always goes in these cycles, and they chase the success from the other teams and try to copy what the other teams did. And sometimes it's just too chaotic to do that.
George Kittle. I, my, yeah. A lot of my picks today, and we got to wrap this up, so let's go around one more time. Uh, I'm going to go George Kittle with my final game ball here because, uh, you know, Kittle, Kucerich, Christian McCaffrey, a lot of the guys I've given the game balls to, even John Lynch, like it's almost like spirit awards that I'm giving these game balls to, right? Like competitive guys. Um, they're the, the the straws that stir the drink. They are high character players. They are high character people. They're hype men. They get every, make everybody around them better. Uh, so I'm going to stick to that kind of theme and go George Kittle here. And I can't believe it's, I mean, it's an embarrassment yeah. of that it's taken this long in the podcast to give George Kittle his obviously deserving game ball for the season. One, one final winks wish watch. We're going to give him a game ball because he led the NFL in percentage inside the 20. How can you not love your punter when he does that? Right. I mean, hopefully we don't see him again for the rest of the year. And he doesn't have to punt at all in the postseason. but he's been huge all year. Wisnowski, got to give love to the special teams too. Love that one, Wink. Croc, take us out. Yeah, uh, last game ball. Brandon and I goes over a thousand yards. You know, not too many people make it out of the Kyle Shanahan doghouse, and whatever he's made of, he's made of up of the right stuff. Uh, he figured it out. You know, took took him a couple years, but you know the, the organization was patient with him. I think now you have a guy who I, I believe if he had more targets, he'd be a 12, 1300 yard receiver. Yep. But he doesn't get the looks like some of these other guys that are from his class. <laughs> and I'm not saying he's Justin Jefferson, but you know, you look at guys like CeeDee Lamb and it's like, oh, CeeDee Lamb, he's just so much more talented. I, I We've had this discussion, Peacock, and we talked about it with my, my bros that are Cowboy fans. But uh, to me, if, if I got more targets, I think he could be a legit 1,200-yard receiver every single year. And he just doesn't get it. But he did go over 1,000 yards. And, uh, again, coming out of that doghouse, that Kyle Shanahan doghouse, that's – that's a tough one. Mm. We've seen many guys had to get casted away yeah. uh, while, while going in there. He made it out. So yeah, shout out to him, out. and he gets a game ball. The hard work, the the preparation, the, the it was important. And I, and I think Kyle Shanahan talked about what he needed to do to get to where he should be, and he did it. And he's gotten to where he should have been. He, he's been a different player. So, uh, yeah, that's a fantastic pick there. Uh, I do want to say there are other guys that definitely deserve a game ball or could get yeah, one. Um, I would have loved to give Dre, Dre, uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw one, but he's just hurt too much for me. He's missed too much time. When he's on the field, amazing. Uh, played great. Uh, Pro Bowl snub, all that. But can you stay healthy? Got a bad back right now. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure we'll see him in the wild card round. We'll see, but he could he could get one. Mike McGlinchey, underrated one. Uh has been very good for the most part down the stretch. A lot of people like to get on him. Uh, he's a guy, and he's not getting one, but I think if you were to say McGlinchey gets one based on his reputation and how he actually has played, I think he's kind of done well. But, um, yeah, they're, they're obviously super yeah. talented Sir, roster. Sir Various, Mooney Ward, like newcomer of the year. Yeah. Yep. He's been awesome. Yep. It's a great addition there. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Debo Samuel. Like He's, he's like going to get the future game ball. I feel like there's a big playoff game in yeah. future coming up and because like that's one of the things that that happened when christian mccaffrey showed up there was an injury to debo as well but he hasn't gotten the ball as much and mm -hmm. so i want to see him i want to see his i want to see playoff debo from last year again this year and i think we might see that so future game ball award to uh to debo samuel wink anything else we, we I mean, me Croc took extra ones I, I mean i mentioned Trent williams how can you not love your the best left tackle in the nfl you know protecting your blind side Fantastic. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson show daily, talking about the entire league. Croc's doing 
Locked On NFL Draft, and we'll be back tomorrow, crossover style, getting ready for Seattle in the wild card playoffs. Right here, Locked On 49ers. See ya.